Welcome to Planet Noun, where it's all about the people, places, things, and ideas that teach us, prompt us to make a difference, and to do more with what life presents. Would you like ways to make your money work smarter for you? Well, that's what our next guest specializes in, making money work better for his clients. His name is Jason Thomas. He joined me in a conversation from his home in Jamaica. That's where he and his wife, Carmen, and two sons moved recently from the U.S. We're going to dive right in with no breaks. Let's start with more about his family and partner-run companies. We have two companies, actually. We have one, which is our technology company called The Pill Method. And I'll explain to you what that actually is, an acronym. The other company that Carmen and I started is called Future Family Finance, which is more robust in handling a lot broader aspect of our finances and not just dealing with technology to eliminate debt. What exactly is the, the pill method? Is that something that you came up with? What, is, what exactly is the pill method? No, my business partner and I started the company back in 2009, 2010. And it really stands for the P, is, stands for prepayment of principal. The I is dealing with the interest and the, the both L's are leverage and liquidity. So what we deal with in what we, our educational aspect of our company is really strategically showing individuals how to go about tackling interest on their debt. We have a tendency not to focus on interest, we focus on the principal. So we started the company really to explain to individuals exactly how their loans work, whether they have student loans, car notes, mortgages, credit cards. Most of us don't, don't really realize how the loan actually works, how interest works how to read and understand the amortization table. So the pill method was really came about to really educate individuals, number one, to how it works, and then number two, to provide them a solution. Everyone seems to focus on the interest rate, getting the lowest interest rate as possible on your credit card, of course, making sure you have some other perks like points that you can apply to hotel stays and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Also getting the lowest interest rate for your car, for home mortgage, but you're saying that the way we view that needs to expand. It does, because what we have a tendency to do is just to simply focus on interest rate on anything. And what we are purporting is that what we really need to focus on more so is interest cost, more so than interest rate. We hear an interest rate and we say, no, I don't want to do that. I would much rather spend my cash because we hear of a higher interest rate i.e. going, for example, doing remodeling on your house and getting a Home Depot credit card. We say, no, 10% is too high, so therefore I'm going to spend my cash. But not realizing what the high cost is of utilizing your cash when you could use the bank's money for a lot lesser cost. And I say that because we, all we see is interest rate and we never do the math to look at, well, what is the interest cost going to be if I use the bank's money or borrow it and pay it back in such and such a time? We no longer go the extra step to find out the cost because we become paralyzed when we hear interest rates. And that really can doom you in that regards if you don't know what the interest cost is. So if you pay cash for that home improvement, you know, you pay cash for whatever improvement that you want to make, you're free and clear. Are you saying that there's a better use for that cash or because, you know, to a person who's listening who doesn't know about the pill method, you're thinking, well, I just want to pay cash. I just want to be done. My addition on the house that's paid for, I don't have to worry about it. But you're saying if we use the bank's money, 
and use our cash for something else? Why so not pay for it free and clear? Ah, so an example of that is the couple in Maryland, as a matter of fact, who had became a client of ours maybe just a little over two years ago, and they were doing a remodel on their property. 24000 was what it was costing them to remodel the back. They were putting a deck in the back. And they were from the Bahamas, and from the Bahamas, they've always learned in America, you don't want to get into the debt trap. And so therefore, they did everything cash, because that's what his father told him, which made sense. So they had saved up the money and were prepared to use the 24000 in cash to build the debt. I told them that was the worst mistake that they could make. They couldn't understand why. I said, it's cheaper for you to go to Home Depot. That's really who they were going to use. I'm not here to promote that Home Depot, but that's who they were using to do, to do the work. And Home Depot was offering them a card, 0% interest for the first year, then think somewhere after, I don't remember, it probably was just under 10%. But let's say it was 10% for the sake of argument here. He did not want to do that. I said to him, well, what is it going to cost you to use your cash? Well, they didn't understand what I was saying. I said, okay. Because they were thinking, I guess, pay free and clear, don't have anything to do with that's that, you pay for the deck and that's now, they, they were adding the debt to increase the value of the home in which they had a mortgage on. So they were okay with saving up the cash to put on the deck and making the regular payments on the mortgage. And I said, well, look at it this way. If we use the cash, that 24000 could go toward the principal on the home, couldn't it, that you owe for the mortgage. They say, yes, we could, have, we could use it for that. I said, okay. If we did that, then what would be the amount of interest that you would be able to cancel on the mortgage? And they did not know the answer to that. It wasn't until we did the math that they found out if they took the 24000 applied it to the mortgage principal, it would cancel $68,000 of potential interest. So I said, okay. They said, wow, we didn't know that. So I said, well, as long as the interest that Home Depot would be charging you, because basically you could borrow 24000 from them because you're using the credit card and you would be willing to charge $24,000 of expenses on a Home Depot card. I said, as long as the interest that they're going to be charging you to use their money is less than that 68000 you have a deal. It wasn't until we did the math. Remember, the first year of interest was first year was free it would take them just over a year and a few months. We determined that the interest cost would be somewhere around $1,100 if they use the car. So in other words, the 24000 that they were willing to use to pay for the debt would have been really costing them $68,000. Because they would have spent all that extra time paying on the mortgage and that interest. That's exactly correct. Not only would it have canceled $68,000 of interest, but in addition to that, it would have eliminated about seven years off of the mortgage in just one month. Wow. Okay, so th and that's how you save by paying more. That's correct. Well, that's the problem we have of, with the cost of using cash. Many times it is cheaper to use borrowed funds, pay that back over time, and use the cash to eliminate debt that we have, thereby canceling interest. The reason why we don't even look at it that way is for two things. Number one, we don't understand how to, the amortization tables, number, number one, work. Number two, we don't do the math. We get stuck when we hear interest rate. We never look at the interest cost. And it's until we do the math that we find out that, my Lord, if I did this, then this will give me this result. 
there is a cost to using cash. There's a cost to it. And we never do the math to find out what that cost, those costs. So there's a way to figure all of this out that's not magical. It's not for the quote unquote mathematicians or the ultra, ultra smart people. Anyone can figure this out and do this to help eliminate whatever debts they have. Is that what you're saying? Well, there's an algorithm that the banks use to amortize interest on loans. Okay? And there hasn't been any change to that algorithm for over 18 years. Not one change. Is it 1818? 80, 80 years. No change to the algorithm that the banks use to amortize interest on, on loans. The reason why there hasn't been any changes is because it makes the banks a ton of money. So when you hear an interest rate of 6%, you just assume that that is the case until when you pay your house off, for example, the $200,000 home, that 6% interest when you got the loan for $200,000, but you pay close to $500,000 all of a sudden doesn't look like 6% anymore. And that's based on the algorithm or the formula that they use. What we're suggesting is that if banks use algorithms to make money, then what should we be using to save money? The same thing, except what happens is that in the year 2019, when you have an algorithm in your phone that you can put in, put in your address where you need to go, and it will give you four or five miles instantaneously, we have technology at our disposal. For some reason, in this day and age, when it comes to eliminating debt, we're still using spreadsheets and pen and paper. Why is that? Because... Does it feel more comfortable or...? No, because no one has shared with us the value of utilizing technology in order to do it. It's not in the bank's best interest for them to do that, is it? So you go to your banker and they say, well, listen, I want to pay my mortgage off early. What should I do, banker? The banker says, well... What we're going to suggest is that you make bi-weekly payments on your mortgage. And if you do that, you can save about four years off of your loan. And you will walk away satisfied in that level of knowledge. And what has happened is that the banks have just given you barely enough information just to pacify you. And then until someone else like myself comes around and says, well, there's another way that you can do this. And rather than, than just saving, knocking out four years off your mortgage, you can pay the whole thing off in eight. You see, and so what happens is it is not in the bank's best interest for them to give you the same tools that they used to make money against you. They will not give you the same tools to use against them to save money. They won't do that. Have you and your wife used this, this formula? Yes, we became debt-free a few years ago, and that was up until the time, unfortunately, that we had a health care where she had to actually have brain surgery. And that changed everything, where now we have medical expenses at this point in time, unfortunately. But other than that, we were debt-free. Okay, so it's, this is something that you live. This is something that we eat and we live. We teach this, and as a result of it, we're able to travel, as we do as a couple. We're able to keep our expenses low. We did not necessarily have to make sacrifices to do this. Most people assume that that is the case, what we're talking about is not having to eat rice and beans, but be able to maintain an enhanced lifestyle simply because you have now learned how to make your money smarter. So when you coach your clients, mm -hmm. do you find that they seem to be a little intimidated by money or anything that has to do with financial knowledge or financial literacy or maybe stepping outside the box like you were talking about the couple who paid for everything in cash. Do you find that people are a little 
afraid of, you know, stepping outside of the boxes that they have been taught. Good boxes, boxes that appear to make sense, but your way is different and it sounds like it's more beneficial. Yes. Does that make sense? It does. It, 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 it does. It's interesting. We have been taught how to think about money one way, right? And all of a sudden, in an hour and a half conversation with me, I have now turned everything that they have known upside down and shared with them the numbers because the numbers just don't lie. So what tends to happen is what we call cognitive dissonance, meaning that what they know to be true, I've thrown other evidence in the face of that. And it is very hard for them in the face of all this evidence to retreat from what they have been taught. So hence a couple who has money they're going to pay off one particular debt because they've always been taught the snowball effect, pay off the smallest debts off first. And I'm telling them, no, don't put the money to that because that's not going to be able to, you won't be able to save the most amount of interest on that, put it towards this particular debt that flies in the face of reality for them. And you have to show them compelling evidence that the way that they are doing it is not going to be in their best interest. And once they see that, then they will go and take the necessary steps. Because at the end of the day, all everybody wants is the exact same thing. They want to get out of debt. And they would like to get out of debt the fastest way possible. So they realize that the end result of what I'm teaching will get them there. So they come along. They do come along. So I was playing around with the calculator that you showed me earlier. And depending on the numbers that you put in there and the, you know, the percentages, the interest rate and all that good stuff, Sometimes we can pay almost the same amount in interest as we do for the principal. My mouth is still gaping wide open at that. You mean I'm going to pay this amount of money when this is all I intended or this is all I originally borrowed? That is, it's wild. That's exactly correct. So one of the things that we teach, I teach is that small amounts of money can cancel large amounts of interest. And if you remember earlier, I was saying that most of us, we've all been trained to focus on the principal. I owe $9,000 on the car. I owe $6,000 over here. And we have X amount of money left over. And we say, well, I'm going to apply it to this debt because I want to reduce the principal. And that is how we have been trained. I'm simply saying that is the wrong way to look at debt. The biggest problem that all of us have when it comes to eliminating debt that gets in the way of paying it down is the interest. If the interest could be removed today for everyone, then we can all be on our way to eliminating our debt. But the interest gets in the way. So how many of us have always been saying, I've been paying this and I don't see my balance being reduced very quickly, you see? So if the interest is getting in the way, why are we focusing on the principal? What we wanna be focused on is canceling the interest. The less interest that you pay, the faster you get out of debt. The more interest you pay, the longer it takes you to get out of debt. So therefore, The strategy and the focus should be, I have X amount of money left over the end of the month. Don't want to be asking the question, what, I'll put it to this debt because I owe 9,000, it will reduce it by $300. No, what you want to be asking is, I have X amount of money left over the end of the month, which debt should I apply it to that would allow me to cancel the most amount of interest? This is something to recalculate month after month. This is something that we calculate month after month. Now, remember I shared with you earlier is that for most people, most people are not going to do the math. 
So therefore, this is where we have to introduce technology to them. Well, what if there was a system that can do all the math for you? But for us, we realize how it's working in the background. So going back to the, the, another example that I used, where a couple had the car to pay off, car where they had gotten some money for a tax return, which was about $7,000, and they were going to use it to put down on the car, which they owed 9000 I can understand that, just itching to pay off the car payment. Who, who likes a car payment? <laughs> nobody does. And I agree with you. Nobody would. And they said, listen, we've been taught the snowball effect of the debt roll down. So we want to take our 7000 and apply it to the car. Now, the system that they had just acquired from me told them not to do that, to take the $7,000 and apply it to the mortgage. Well, they couldn't understand why this thing was doing it and thought it was broken and wanted their money back. <laughs> so I said to them, well, let's look at it. When you, if you take the 7000 and you apply it to the car that the system was telling you, push this button here and it will tell you exactly how much interest you will be canceling if you did that. And it said to them, by them taking the $7,000 and applying it to the car, they will be canceling $679 worth of interest. Now then. The system was telling them to take the money and apply it to the mortgage. If they apply the same amount of money to the mortgage, it will now cancel $21,000 in change of interest. So there's a law called the law of diminishing returns, right? Which states now that, that by them taking their cash, the tax refund, and applying it to the car to kill $679 worth of interest, they would have negated $21,000 of interest that that money could have been used for over here. Question is now, is that the highest and best use of my money? To put it in the car. Remember now, they were focused on the principle and they were not asking the right set of questions because we've all been trained, I owe $9,000, let me reduce that. Not factoring in, well, how much interest can I cancel? And when we ask that set of questions, what is the most amount of interest that I can cancel with this money? Then now we have to look at a different set of norms. Well, apply it to this debt, do the math, I can cancel this. So the person that can't pays the least amount of interest gets out of debt the fastest. It seems like, because I can understand wanting to pay the car off first, mm-hmm. because it seems so immediate. And you would have that instant gratification of being able to pay off this car quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, I don't have a car payment anymore. You can talk about it. You can brag about it. You can tell your friends, oh, no, I don't have a car payment anymore. But paying something, putting it towards your mortgage, that, to me, it seems like you need a different set of eyes because you're looking in the long term and not necessarily for immediate. It doesn't seem immediate. It could be immediate, and you're saving so much more money, yes. but it doesn't seem immediate at least in, in my mind, as I'm still processing this. That's a good, good point. So this is where understanding the amortization schedule comes into effect. For example, everybody realizes in the first seven years of your mortgage, it's the most expensive component, right? If you have a $200,000 mortgage, for example, at 6% and the monthly payment is $1,200, 200 of it is going towards the principal. $1,000 is going towards the interest. That's a lot of money. So... It comes down to timing now. Because so much of our money is going towards the interest on the loan, you want to march down 
as far down the amortization table as quickly as you can to avoid these, this high interest component. But what I challenge my clients to do is, whether you owe 200,000 on a, on a mortgage and 10,000 on a car, that's $210,000. Question is, when would you like to be totally debt free? You got a choice. You could follow your method that you've been doing it and get out of debt, let's say in 25 years, or you can follow the method I'm suggesting to you and get out of debt eight years. So if you want to get, get your car paid off first, it's going to take you 25 years to get totally debt free. Whereas you follow my method, you can pay everything off in eight years. And of course, in between that time, there'll be other debts that will drop off. So what tends to happen that we never really look at in looking at our debt and looking at the amortization table, when we're making the payments on a car, in some cases, we have a small amount, a large amount that may be going towards the principal and a large amount that goes towards the interest. And a mortgage, which is up here, where we have a lot larger amount going towards the interest. So what you want to do in, with the cash that you have is work to pay one of the debts off as further down so that when it comes towards the interest on both of them, they're probably about side by side. So now with the money that you have, it's now working to accelerate the payoff of both of them at the exact same time. Until that happens, the one that is the higher interest cost, that's the one you want to focus on to get that one in line. Whereas focusing on the one that has a lower interest cost right now, it doesn't make sense to put the money towards that right now because that is not the highest and best use of your cash. Wow, this is, <laughs> I need this in my life. <laughs> it's a whole new way of looking at our money. <laughs> Once again, we don't look at it this way because no one has ever sat us down and said, let me explain to you how an amortization table works. None of the pundits that deal with debt talk about it. None of them do. But now you are coming in and opening folks' eyes. This is... We're showing people a better way to pay off their debts. They want the most efficient way to do it without having to make the sacrifices. You have yet to hear me say anything about sacrifice because it's not necessary normally when we simply learn how to make our money smarter. Speaking of uh, not making sacrifices, you all travel, your family travels. As you know, I see the YouTube channel, the YouTube channel, uh, Thomas Family Travels. And they, okay, people, they go places, okay? And they do things in beautiful places. And, you know, they figured out a way to do this. And I don't know, I know, I guess I'm still stuck on the immediacy because you know how things are here in basically definitely here in the States. Everything is immediate, immediate gratification. I want what I want when I want it. And it doesn't matter if we're not looking at it, that it will take us 20 something years to get to where we want if we're using the same the same old, same old methods, sure. but we can be, we can get somewhere a lot faster. So this is one thing I've heard when talking about eliminating debt from people mm -hmm. I know. Debt is a part of life. I mean, it's just one of the things that you just have to deal with. What's your response to that? Everyone has debt. It, you know, it's, it's true. You know, I, I've been to four countries in the last four months. And as I travel around, whether it be in Greece or China, where we've been, and talk about debt, different countries look at it differently. Okay. In the United States, for example, most people look at it, just based on what you said, as the normal cost of doing business. So the example that I give to, to an individual is, you're paying on a debt, and you and I are good friends. You borrowed $10,000 from me, and in 45 months, 
I want you to pay me $4,000 on the $10,000 that I lent you. Will we be friends very long? That's my fee for the $10,000 that you borrowed. That's my fee. That's what I want to charge you. Mm, no. No, because, okay, so to, to bring, make it colloquial, my angle, my, my thought would be, what's your angle, fool? Why, why are you trying to do this? <laughs> now then. We, we can't be friends no more. Not anymore. No more. <laughs> that's exactly correct. Now, when we look at an amortization table on a mortgage, for example, I use it as an example because that is exactly what a person would normally be paying on a $200,000 home at 6% today or 5%. That's what we're paying in 45 payments. And it's not until they look at the amortization table and see that that's what they would have paid. They would have paid the bank $54,000 and only paid down the house or the principal by $10,000. Now, if this doesn't work for our friendship, why is it okay to work with someone that you don't even know? That's an interesting way to put it. But the bank is the bank. The bank has to make money and there's no other way I can get my house. Which is true, but what if there was another way to pay the same $10,000 that I'm sharing with you, but for less than $5,000 of interest? Wouldn't you want to know how to do that? Heck yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. And now when I show with you the options that you have to pay the same $10,000, or I'm simply saying to you, how long can you keep this up? Don't you want to travel? Don't you want to be able to do different things? How long can you keep this up? by paying somebody five times the amount that they need, that they deserve to be receiving. And allow yeah. them to take four to five trips per year where you can barely afford to take one. How long do you want to keep that up? I don't, because part of this is personal. I don't. I would like yeah. to travel more. I have family. My family does not live in the same city where I reside, and I would love to see them more, uh-huh. uh, you know, at least four times, four times a year instead of one or two. That's correct. And so most of us would love to do that, but... We have to feel the pain first. And what my job is, I'm going to do shock and awe. I'm going to show you what you have been paying and how you've been paying five to 10 times more than you have deserved to pay. And do you want to continue down this path? And when you see the numbers, you say, no longer want to continue to do this because it's painful. Yeah, just playing around with the, the amortization calculator. That's that way, way at the amortization table is when we're at the closing table. That's the only time you see it. When we're signing those docs away, and then the title agent goes through with you and says, okay, on this page, this is the amortization table. This is the truth of lending. This is the interest rate that you're quoted. This is what you're end up paying. And they skip over that and they move to the next page. That is the only time that you look at that. And you never look at it again. So uh, uh, whether it's a mortgage, dealing with debt, it's the only things that we pay for, really, where we really don't have no clue what the benefits are at the end of it. I'll pay on something. What, what, what is my benefit? What am I giving for? The payment that I'm making. We don't know. We just pay it. Bragging what? rights. You have a home. Bragging rights. You tax benefit. That's what I hear uh, some folks say. Um, what are some other benefits? Yeah, it's, a lot of it, it seems more, if this makes any sense, it seems more social, things that you can talk about, the status that you can have because you have this home, even though you're going to be paying way more for it than you should be. That's exactly correct. I don't mind paying some interest, but there's no reason why I should pay five to six times the amount of interest when I don't have to. Right. Obligated to that. And I share with people all the time, you buy a $200,000 home, what have you agreed to? You've agreed to give back to the bank $200,000. The only thing the bank tells you 
is for every month that you take your time in paying them back their money, they are going to charge you two to three times what you pay for the house. So when you speak, you are extremely passionate about, about this. And I want to know your path to this point. Did you, once upon a time, and so how, how did you get into financial counseling? Let's start there. How did you get into financial counseling? And what brought you to this point where this is your mission to help people get out of debt? So when I moved back to the U.S. from the U.K. in 2000, I started doing credit restoration at that time and realized that a lot of people, there were too many people that had information on their credit report that was erroneous and obsolete, and it was not being removed. And it allowed merchants to charge them higher costs or interest for merchandise or anything that they wanted to purchase. So I got in that industry really to reveal the veil of what goes on behind the scenes and help them get their credit restored. So that was my first, I guess, introduction to the realm of really helping individuals within the financial arena. Once I started doing that, it spawned off into them coming back to me. So now that my credit's restored, who do you know that I can get a mortgage from? And I would outsource that. And clearly I was sending a lot of business to somebody else and making them quite wealthy. And I decided finally to get into the mortgage industry myself. And I had a personal friend that taught me mortgage financing. So I ended up becoming a mortgage broker myself. Ran a mortgage company in South Florida for a number of years. And it was that time that I was still educating individuals about the type of loans that they needed to get that that was in their best interest, where there were others who were just putting them all into subprime within our community and looking to make a buck. I just never took that approach. I wanted my clients to be educated. And as a result of that, they saw me as a source of information and therefore kept coming back to me. So that spawned off into just through networking around across an individual who was trying, attempting to put the final pieces together of a formula to really help individuals get out of debt. And there was a company out on the West Coast that had the technology in order to help individuals pay off their debts early, but they did not understand really the science behind what they really had. So a colleague of mine, as we started collaborating and working together, now I have a tool to help my clients get out of debt. We were working on putting together the theory or the science behind it and a class that we could now use to educate consumers. And that is how I got into it. So now we came up with the pill method, prepayment of principal, isolation of our principal amounts, leverage and liquidity, what it stands for, and started educating our clients about the rules of an amortization schedule and started to also explain to them the necessity of utilizing technology or an algorithm that can do all the work for you in under three or four seconds. And now you can literally cut or eliminate years and years and years of interest that you no longer have to pay thereby cutting your interest costs by up to 75% on all of your debts. We are able to help our clients cut their interest costs by up to 75%. By the time they finish with us, the interest rate on, let's just say combined on all their loans, is probably going to be less than 1%. Wow. Mortgage, student loan, wrap it all. By the time we're finished with them, 
In other words, to be able to pay off the debt that they have for the little amount of interest that they will end up paying, they would really need to have about a walk cent loan in order to do it. <laughs> and so I'm thinking back to what you told me when you give your seminars and people are introduced to this information for the first time, yeah. they leave angry. Oh, yes, they do. They're, they're, not, they're not happy. Because why, why do they leave so angry? They leave angry because some of them are 50, 60 years old. And you have in the audience, you've got teachers, you've got mathematicians, you've got forensic accountants, you've got physicians, you've engineers, you've got people from all walks of life who are known to crunch numbers and look at data. And they read everything and just, there isn't too many things that get past them. And now what they are hearing is a new way of eliminating debt. And they come and say, I've never heard it explained this way before. It's right in front of us. How did I miss that? If I had known this information years ago, I would have been debt free. Where were you 10 years ago, 20 years ago? And so now they're thinking and they're starting to realize that had they known this information, they would be in a different position. And they want to know why are they hearing this information for the very first time in their lives? It gets them very upset to hear that they're hearing this for the very first time in their lives and no one else has shared this with them. Not their financial planner, not their banker, no one that they have, that they trust with their finances has ever shared this with them in this manner before. And that's when they get upset. Yeah, I'm in that group too. Not upset. I'm happy. Still wrapping my mind around it, trying to figure out I need to, I have to make this work for yes, me. Yes, they're, they're <laughs> happy to hear a solution, but they are feeling, if I could have done this 25 years ago. How would life have been different? Life would be different. Speaking of life being different, your clients, it seems, just based on what you just said, some of your clients are in their 50s and their 60s. Do you get any younger clients, people that you want to get this information to before they go down a path or before they, you know, buy their first homes or before they, you know, get uh, take yeah, out so a certain amount of student loans? What's your, what are you doing to educate younger folks so that they can have the life that they want and not be angry when they're 50, right. 60? Years old? So when, when the invitation is available to me, I do speak it in colleges speak to students, and I love it because it gives them, you and I can remember when we first started college ourselves. And so equipping them with the tools, focusing, for example, on student loans and what to look at when you get into them and how they actually work is exciting. Then in addition to that, I do a lot of things for, I, I'm invited a lot to real estate firms where I can now help their first time home buyers Number one, in structuring the loan. For example, a concept that we teach is never put a large down payment on anything. Now that flies in the face, as we were saying earlier, that flies in the face of common sense, or at least what we think is common sense, because we're told, save up your money, put down that nice chunky down payment, and then you'll have, you'll have to pay less per month. That, that makes sense. That's exactly correct. So if, there's a however. <laughs> It flies in the face of everything that, we, that we've been taught. So what's happening here now is not until a person understands the science behind what I'm teaching that they realize something different. So when I, when, when I go to speak about this, never putting a large down payment on anything, people get confused because it doesn't sound 
Right. But once again, when you learn and understand an amortization table, you want to borrow as much money as you can. Someone a home now, for example, or a car. Obviously, that's within your budget. Keep your cash. And once you secure the loan, take your cash and then apply it towards the principal. Not as a, as a down payment, but as a prepayment on a, on a loan. That's when you want to be able to apply it. And so I show individuals the advantage of doing this and it, the lights bulb go off. So when it comes to realtors, for example, who are advising their client, put these large down payments down, big mistake. You would see that you are able to kill years off of a loan by applying money down as a prepayment as opposed to as a down payment. Classes that we do, which anybody's always able to see one of, or hear one of our classes, we set appointments up with us. We reveal the amortization table as to what that is. You should never put a large down payment in if you can afford it. And so where can people find your services? Where can they find you online? Do you have webinars that we're talking via Zoom? Yes. Yeah, so where we can do they webinars. access your information? So they, they can go to a couple of places. They, they can go to our Facebook page, Future Family Finance, on Facebook, hit us up there, or go to our website, futurefamilyfinance.com, is where they could also go. Uh, our other website is called thepillmethod.com. And they could also reach us there as well. But any of those mediums, we're on Facebook. We are also, you can see some of our videos that we have on YouTube. Go to the Future Family Finance channel on YouTube as well. And you'll be able to see some of the information that we're sharing. And just send us a message on Facebook um, if they want to reach us. Or they can call us 256-258-9333 is our number that they can also call us on. Um, and we are more than happy to conduct these free classes with anybody or, or any groups as well. We want them to have the information because as you start to realize now, it makes a big difference. So, okay, here's, here's another question. You conduct free seminars. How do you make your money? Ah, good question. So in the seminars that we do, obviously when we come, they pay us to come to the seminars. We offer the seminars obviously free. Where we make our money is really on the technology. If individuals want to be able to take the concepts that, or the theory that they've learned in our seminars and now apply it in real life, what we do is we do a free savings analysis for everyone. And in the free savings analysis, it will share with you the month and year that you're going to be debt free. And it will also share with you what your cost is going to be for the technology. And I can show you, it's typically around one to 2% of what we can actually save our clients is what they're paying for it. And so as a result of that, they have a choice. They can continue doing what they have already been doing, or they can take a, a better path, which they don't have to factor in adjusting their lifestyle or making sacrifices, but rather simply making their money smarter and get out of debt a whole lot faster. So with this tool, can you factor in vacations, what you would like to spend for vacations ah, and things like that? Like speaking, you know, and not having to eat rice and beans. Let me help you out right there. So imagine a tool okay. where you can put all of your expenses into the system, all of your accounts, everything that you have. And on the dashboard, it shows you the month and year that you're going to get be debt free. It even tells you the day and the amount that you should expect to put towards debt. And what happens is 
what the system does, it helps you save money up, large lump sums of money. And what we're going to do, we are not necessarily going to be putting money on towards the principal every month. We are going to do this at strategic times throughout the year. And in between those times, we'll save. So we save up a certain amount of money. Once that money is saved, the system says, okay, take a portion of that money, put X amount towards this debt. And when you put this amount towards this debt, here's the amount of interest that you'll be canceling. Put the other amount towards this particular debt on this particular day. And this is the max amount of interest that you'll be able to cancel. Once you do that, then it builds a savings account back up again. Once it's built up, then it tells you how much to apply and when to apply. Now then, you now can tell the system, I plan to take a trip in the month of October, and here is how much it's going to cost all of a sudden. So the system simply recalibrates and recalculates, and it realizes that for the $2,000 trip that you have coming up, it has you moving money into the savings, but it also knows how much of that needs to be saved, and it tells you you should use your credit card to pay for this, but it also wants to make sure it has money allocated to be able to pay the credit card down based on the expense that you are going to be having because it factors in the artificial intelligence, which determines she's going to use the credit card to pay this off because that is the least expensive tool to use for her to take the trip. So once she takes the trip now, we still have to pay the credit card off and pay down other debts at the exact same time. And it factors all of that and tackling that interest cost tackling the interest cost that is exactly correct what goal of the system is free and you can tell the program you know what i want to have an emergency fund so the system says okay well what is the emergency fund that you want to create and what it does it makes that priority so you say i want to have three thousand dollars for my emergency fund so before it does anything else to accelerate the payoff of any debt, it builds up the savings to the amount that you want to have for the emergency fund, keeps that as your minimum amount now, and anything above that is what it uses to accelerate the payoff of any debt. So is there anything that you think is important for listeners to know that I did not ask you? You've asked an excellent question. One of the things I think we would I want your listeners to know in understanding that aside from there being a better way, stop focusing on interest rate, but focus on interest cost. In addition to that, it is much cheaper to use other people's money to eliminate debt. In addition to utilizing your own, meaning some of us can become a bank ourselves where we have money sitting in savings, for example. And what we tend to do, whether you have three or $4,000 in savings, which reminds me of, a, of a, an elder in a church, for example, who came off the pulpit at once I was doing a seminar and said, Brother Thomas, I've got $5,000 in savings right now. And I have about $500 in discretion every month. And what I was doing is taking my $500 in, in discretionary, and I was using that to chip away at my bills. He said, well, based on what you're saying, are you saying to me, I can literally become my own bank in the sense that I can borrow the $5,000 from myself, put that on my debts right now, pay them down, and then take the $500 in discretionary income that I have and put that back in my savings account. Because if I did that $500 a month, it will take me roughly five, 10 months 
to put back $5,000. And I said, Elder Green, you said it correct. And so we, you want, I want your listeners to know we have to stop nickel and diming our debt and look at more strategic ways to eliminate that. And it can be done with simple with having a checking in the savings account. It does not require you to go get loan. It doesn't require anything else but we can basically really show you how to make your money smarter at the end of the day. Thanks for listening to Planet Nan, where it's all about the people, places, things, and ideas that teach us, prompt us to make a difference, and do more with what life presents. Our guest, Jason Thomas of The Pill Method and Future Family Finance. To learn more about his method of tackling debt, go to planetnown.com for social media info, website links, phone numbers, and more. I'm Liz Anderson, host of the Planet Noun podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and stop by Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music or your favorite podcast platform to listen and rate the show. Thanks again for stopping by. Until next time, take care.